0: Welcome to The One Guy's Show, where we're going to be bringing you nutritional and mindset insights to help you gain nutritional freedom, lose weight faster, build a winner's mindset, all without the stress guesswork and sacrifice that you're used to. Now, this podcast specializes in helping women break free from the dieting shackles that society has placed them in and provides them with a clear path to success. So, let's dive in. Well, we're in, we're in, we're in, we're in. We're live, we're We're live, we're live. Oh my goodness gracious. Well guys, we actually just did about a minute and then Hayden somehow managed to stop his recordings, but we're back in now. This is the problem dealing with Mr Hayden Roth. Listen here,
1: listen here. He's a (laughs) technophobe. Don't say you're not, mate. You've just thrown me another system to
0: use for the recording here (laughs) and I'm still getting to grips with it. All right, Andy, if you're listening to this, due to being the editor of the podcast, it's actually your fault now. You are taking third party blame for the slow start, <laughs> um, but I hope you guys are all well and I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Myself and Hayden are thoroughly enjoying this. We are, we both get, you get pretty excited to come on these, Hayden. I'm not going to lie. Like he's like, I'm ready for the podcast today. And I'm like, I can tell. But one of the funny things is that I don't know the topic. Um, well, the other funny thing is, nor do I. This is, I- <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So today is a riff podcast. We're going to be riffing on anything to do with weight loss and we're going to pull something out of the bag and just go for it because I think that's the most exciting thing. And you know what? You know what we're like? We're always going to drop in some knowledge bombs for you guys and give you things to take away. So, no, you know, for all what it's worth, sit back, relax, grab a cup of tea, grab a biscuit. If you're out on your walk, close your eyes and listen to the wind and the birds cheeping. Tweet, 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 tweet. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'll send some background noise.
1: Did you like that? <laughs> so what we by the way like we go off from the feedback that we we get from you all and um hmm. a lot of the feedback that we've received is that you actually really enjoyed our first podcast because it was very conversational and um not that you didn't enjoy the others well um the second one you just it was very um in depth of like data yeah. well of education information and it, again like some of you were like loving that but others you Others of you were saying that, you know, you just wanted to hear more of a conversation. So, and that actually, do you know what? It suits uh, like us much better. We we prefer just going off a conversation. And if you're listening to this and you're in the academy, you'll know that we'll have a topic, but we will speak everything, ab- like everything apart from the topic
0: for the majority of the, <laughs> the call. So <laughs> we will, it's like a sandwich. Like you'll have the filling, but we will talk about the bread, what extra we can do on the filling, how you prep the sandwich, you know, and then we might get to the filling if we have time. <laughs> <laughs> if you're lucky. <laughs> Mine's a BLT. Um, but no, I, d- I do actually,
1: um, I, all jokes aside, I do have a little bit of subjects to, to go off. And today was, is really based upon like a lot of feedback that again, we do get um, throughout the week of stories. Um mm like posts that people have put out. And what, what ladies are kind of saying in the academy, and I think something that I wanted to dive into today was a little bit about starting your, your fat loss process. Now... Ooh, nice. Yeah, and, and why I wanted to get into this is because this is something that I see a, an awful lot of people doing wrong, is pretty much setting themselves up for failure from the off. And what I mean by that in particular is getting the whole goal-setting strategy wrong. Because no one really goes into their fat loss process being like, right, I know my outcome goal, I know my process goals, don't worry, we'll go into what those actually mean in a second. But everyone starts a fat loss journey being like, I want to lose 30 pounds, I want to lose 50 pounds. And then you're like, okay, okay, cool. Right, well, every day you take is then with the thought process of, I need to lose 50 pounds, I need to lose 30 pounds, whatever it is. Yeah, man. And you just use the scale as a metric to actually get there. But- More often than not, that's going to leave you feeling super demotivated, disheartened when that scale number goes south,
0: and you then have a little breakdown over it. Yeah, And it's like going on holiday, isn't it? It's like like when you're travelling somewhere far, like when you're going to, like when I flew to Bangkok, if the whole time that I thought about like a 13-hour flight, 13-hour flight, I was like, oh my God, like it's going to be so long, like I've just got to sit there, I'm going to be cramped, like I'm going to have to like get out if I'm in an aisle seat, all this stuff. Whereas... What we're going to talk about today is like, don't think about the, the destination, you know, don't worry about that. Think about the things that you do on the way. And I th- this is where it's all about enjoying the, enjoying the journey um, for the most part, but setting things that are going to be productive to your journey because just setting an outcome goal, like I say, when it comes to like professional sports teams, they both have the same outcome. They want to win the league, but it's all about their goal setting, the things that they do in the run up to that which sets them apart. They don't go into the football game being like, cool, I want to win the league. They go in, in that specific football game with a decision as to how they're going to play, what they're going to do and what are their actual goals for this one football game that they want to achieve that are going to take them closer to winning the league. Well, it's...
1: (laughs) I mean, no one... Why is that funny? No, I was just thinking, like, I was like, well, it's exactly the same with the Olympics. Like, no one goes to the Olympics because they want to finish last. Like, everyone that goes to the Olympics is going for the gold medal. But Mm -hmm. the difference between, and this is what we'll get into, the difference between the people that make the gold medal that don't is the systems that they have in place that inevitably get them to that gold medal. And you've got to kind of look at your fat uh, fat loss journey a little bit like this as well is like... Fat Joss. Fat, who's Fat Joss? Your old Fat Joss journey. <laughs> uh, it's been a long day. It's been a long day. We, this, is, like this, fat, <laughs> this is the third... Um, no, sorry. Zoom. This is the fourth Zoom that I've had today.
0: So I'm, I'm a bit Zoom fatigued. Yeah, fair. Yeah. But you haven't said at any point, Josh, can you, can you see this? <laughs> can, you see, can you see this yet? Because <laughs> we're not screen recording, so we haven't had to do that. Those of you that are on Zoom meetings... Probably have heard that multiple times, like, um guys, can you can you see the can you see the screen? does it can everyone see this? <laughs> that drew my head in. I love how like everyone's got
1: that process though. So obviously, in what the last nine months, everyone's been introduced to Zoom. And um, by the way, we are Zoom veterans. We have been using this bad boy for ages, a before mm. the pandemic, a long time before the pandemic. Um, but I love how every time, like I have a meeting now with someone that or something that isn't to do of the academy, it's like exactly I, I, they say exactly the same things that I say. As well. it's like, right, can uh, can everyone see the screen? Is is that a thing? <laughs> it's like everyone. It's like a staple <laughs> thing now. And even when right. um, we were going through like those <laughs> Zoom quizzes and stuff with like the family, um, it would still be the same. Mum being like, can can you see the screen? Is is it there?
0: Yeah, or they don't turn the microphone on. Oh, and I'm like, we, we ain't playing charades, man. Like, turn your mic on. Concentrate on what you're doing. Have you seen the cat one where like <laughs> it, it, <laughs> <laughs> the lawyer? Or Just to let you know, I'm not a cat. Yeah. I am here live. Yeah. <laughs> like Barry, I think they all knew you weren't suddenly a cat. mate. Oh, it was. The, oh man, I, I had to
1: like play that back about four or five times. It was so funny. <laughs>
0: um
1: anyway so yeah so obviously when you start out your fat loss journey you're thinking of just that end goal where you want to go but the flaw mm. with that is that it doesn't actually mean anything to you like you've got no step-by-step process of getting there and just like i was saying with the olympics and their systems like this is essentially your system like instead of thinking about the outcome goal which is what you want to get to you need to start thinking more about your process goals because mm-hmm. you cannot get to your outcome goal by focusing on your outcome goal you can only get to your outcome goal by focusing on your process goals, and your process goals are the daily things that you can do, which will inevitably get you to your outcome goal. And those daily things are within your control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Control the controllables. Love that quote, mm.
0: and it's so true, man. Like we're so, we always we are we are never in the now. We're worrying about the future, or we're worrying about the past. We live life in that you know worrying about what might happen or worrying about still what did happen it's like just worry about the now think about what things that you have control of that you can actually like do something good with because the whole time you're worrying about the past it's not serving you the whole time you're worrying about the future that's not serving you in the present focus on the present now of what you can do at this moment in time that is going to take you to this future outcome goal um and i don't know if you briefly want to kind of like before we dive into process goals is you know, the first thing that I think whenever it comes to it is goal setting. But I'd argue that the first thing you ever want to do is dive into your why. And I know whenever I mention this, people are like, oh wow, I never really thought about that. And the reason that we say this is that you've got like these big goals, you know, it might be two stone, three stone, four stone, five, whatever it might be. And you're always complaining, you know, <laughs> Hayden always gets a little bit uh, cheese with the amount of people and, and like they're like, I oh, just, you know, I just need more motivation. You don't need motivation. If you're <laughs> listening to this now and you think you need motivation. You're not. It's literally like, you know, it just doesn't exist. Like you don't need more motivation. One thing is what Hayden always says, you need to stop doing demotivating things. But two, as we say, your why isn't big enough. Because if you can attach a big enough why, that provides you with motivation. That gives you the drive to do it. Why do you really want to do this journey? Why is this important to you? Superficially, you know, much like an iceberg on the superficial level, the top is like, I just want to lose weight. I just want to look a bit better. But no, 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 no. How does this actually affect you? You know, how does this affect you and does this affect other areas of your life that make this important for you to make this change and not stay where you are? Like if you're listening to this now, I want you to think about it. Whether you get your phone out, whether you get a pen and paper, write down your why. Why do you want to achieve this? Is it because you can't, fit into your clothes and you feel uncomfortable and you don't want to go out and socialise as much I've heard that multiple times on the phone I don't really socialise I don't like having my photo taken I can't run around with my kids like when they go swimming they go swimming I just sit on the side because I'm not comfortable with seeing my body and it's like those are the important whys that you need to always remember at the forefront of your mind because the going is going to get tough and you need something to help keep you moving
1: forward (laughs) yeah so it's when when you have a why so this is the difference between like if you don't have a why and you don't really know the reason why you're doing what you're doing it's very very easy to by the way like motivation is completely cyclical it comes and goes like how many of you Mm. here have like or listening to this have um you've you've watched some kind of video like just before you go to bed you feel super inspired and you're like Oh my god! I'm getting up first thing in the morning. I'm going to go crush <laughs> that run. And you set your alarm. The alarm goes off, and your motivation has
0: disappeared. And you're like, "What? What happened?
1: There's no way I'm getting up for a run.
0: You're like, "Bro, I've got at least 40 more wings left in me. <laughs> like, at least here, I ain't getting up."
1: And um, we've all been there. Yeah. So, so it's finite. It literally it is. It just comes and goes. So. The difference between you continuing your trajectory of where you want to go and you not is like knowing that why. And if your why is big enough, so if like, it almost becomes non-negotiable then. So let's say like, just an example, uh, a lady in the academy who's doing it for her uh, family, like she's always grown up with like being surrounded with education that is very, like very old school, like cut carbohydrates, all these things. And a lot of like, well, misinformation And she comes through a dieting culture of like literally dieting from the age of like 15 years old or even younger. And she wants to break that cycle. She wants to break that for her kids. Like she doesn't want her kids to go through this uh, like dieting yo-yo that she's been through for like 30 to 40 years of her life. She wants her kids to have nutritional freedom. So the difference here now is this is her why. Her why is her kids. So when it all of a sudden comes to grabbing that extra chocolate bar thinking there's no point continuing i'm going to start again on monday like her decisions are completely changed now because her why is strong enough and it's no longer about her it's almost non-negotiable to her because it's 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 bigger than her it's for her kids so whenever she decides to because of course she has those days where she doesn't want to get up she doesn't want to do her 10k step she doesn't want to log her calories but the reason why she keeps doing it is because her why is so strong, it pulls her through and it makes her do it because she remembers it. So if you can have a, a why for, for the reason of why you're actually doing it and because like you, I think we said it on the first po- podcast or second, I can't remember, when if you're like sitting here and you're like, ah, uh, you know, I just want to look a little bit better. Like I promise you, there is deeper layers to why you want to look better. Why do you want to look better? Is it to gain a relationship is it because you've you've never felt comfortable in your own body and even then there's like two or three more layers to why like you might potentially be feeling um feeling like you want these uh exact results so everyone has a why i don't care like how big or small it is everyone has a why yeah. and um knowing that and and diving deep into that will will pull you through those tough times for sure
0: yeah man yeah like and i think people see you as like a you know, uh, uh, someone in the health and fitness industry that assumed that like, how do you always have motivation, Ryan? Like how are you always so upbeat on your stories? And I'm like, I'm not. Like I don't always have motivation. Some days I get, oh, hit my mind. Some days I get up and I'm like, oh, you know, man, I've got a story today and I kind of just want to switch off in the world. But I realized like there's a bigger purpose to what I'm doing. You know, I know that by putting out that story, I can literally help one person today change their life and change their thought about weight loss and put them on the right path to success then that is hella worth me storing. That is hella worth me getting up, spending, um, you know, we were talking about this earlier, like building carousels on my Instagram, spending an hour, hour and a half creating a content post. Sometimes I'm like, I'm just not feeling that design and flair today. But I'm like, I can help someone out there. Like we don't get up all the time and want to train, but our bigger mission and purpose overweighs that lack of motivation. You know, that instant thought comes in but there's such big reasons as to why this is important and why we want to do this that literally almost just like slam everything else into the ground. I'm like, nope, up you get, get on with it. You've got bigger things to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone actually said this to
1: me the other day. Um, they were like, are you bored of continually saying every single day about a calorie deficit? And I was like, no, not at all. I was like, because typically like with your following, only 10% of people will see your content. And that's just because of how the mm-hmm. algorithms working. And... If someone brand new that's coming to a follower sees my content and sees me talk about calorie deficit and it changes their life, then absolutely like uh, I I could talk about calorie deficit every single day. Like it doesn't bother me. Um, So, yeah, man. Oi, you've got nearly 3,000 followers. Mate, I am big time. You are flying I am big time. I think like (laughs) 90% of them are off the back of your following, but (laughs) we
0: won't worry about that. We, We're a team player. We're a team here. There's no I in team, but there is there a is pot. an I in ice cream. However, and I bloody love ice cream. Yeah, but
1: there's also an I.
0: Um, wait, there's
1: not an I in No, it. there is. <laughs> hang on, let me. <laughs> there is no I in team, but there is an I in pie and meat pie because the anagram
0: of meat is team. I mean part of me wants to ask to edit that horrendous uh, joke out okay so it, like, everyone will no, know we'll ed, keep it here everyone,
1: everyone will know where <laughs> I got that from if, if you're <laughs> I have no idea if you're a Sean of the Dead fan you'll know where I, I pulled that from
0: oh god I haven't watched that film in ages oh, abs- it is good though it is though. so good and the and hot files when he's like <laughs> morning that, girl <laughs> <laughs> I always I'm always
1: saying to like um, my mate every time we're like oh where do you want to go tonight I'm
0: like the Winchester. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's just go down to the Winchester and wait till it all blows over. Um, but no, you're, yeah, it's, uh, it's so important. And, you know, having these goals are important. We need goals because it gives us something to of work towards like losing weight. That isn't a goal. Like it, it's, it's so kind of like open. It's just like complete, like it's airless. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, I want to lose weight or Oh, I want to look a bit better. Or, you know, oh, I want to get a bit fitter. Like there's no parameters on that. Like you can get fitter, you can get stronger. But if you by saying it, it doesn't do anything. You know, they're not actionable pointers that you can do to get yourself there. You've almost got to now like work backwards, you know, okay, I want to lose weight, I want to lose two stone. Right. What are gonna be the steps that you need to take to get yourself there? And that's where The process goal's coming.
1: Yeah, I mean, in hindsight, 17 minutes into this podcast, like, we probably really should have started of, like, what goals are (laughs) and why they're important. But nevertheless, like, yeah. So imagine, imagine starting out on your journey. And because, like, in the back of your mind, you're just like, right, I'm starting this because I want to lose weight but you actually have no goals, like it doesn't keep you accountable. By having goals, keeps you accountable to do the things that you need to do. Now, we've obviously started to break it down into the outcome goal and process goal. Outcome goal being the big picture goal, process goals being the daily goals that you can do, which will inevitably get you to outcome goal. Now, let's actually start to look at what process goals look like. So mm-hmm. first of all, like I am a massive advocate of like, you know, just breaking it down into um, smaller chunks and thinking about like where you currently are and what's the lowest mm-hmm. hanging fruit with that. Now,
0: yeah.
1: what I mean by lowest hanging fruit is like what is the one thing, what's the biggest thing that you can change that's going to give you the like the, the, the biggest difference. Now, as an example, let's say Ryan comes to me and he's looking to lose, um, he's looking to lose some weight, and I go through his current nutritional protocol, what he's consuming. And I see on his sheet and he gives me feedback that he's currently drinking about two litres of Coca-Cola a day, like the full fat version. Now, that is what I would class as a loaf hanging fruit. Because if I can change, like, I don't even know what um, two litres of, you're probably looking at
0: near on a thousand calories, is it? I I don't know. I don't actually, know. I don't actually, not many people drink it nowadays, man, which is maybe a good thing to say. Like not many people, I don't think, drink it. No, it's good.
1: So so I would say to Ryan, I'm like, well, okay, that's, that's a lot of calories per day that you are having from a liquid form. Can yeah. we, number one, can we change that to um, Coke Zero? Could we change that to Pepsi Max? Because all of a sudden I have now gone from him consuming, let's just call it a thousand calories, a thousand calories to nothing, I'm saving him a thousand calories a day. And that one process goal of getting him to switch every single day his full fat Coca-Cola to Coke Zero. You'd lose weight. Yeah. He's like, he would get an amazing result mm.
0: from that. So that's yeah. like one one kind of way. And yeah, and, and don't think about it as having to even be that. Like, even if Hayden got me to drink one litre rather than two litres, everyone always thinks about trying to completely eradicate something and you're like, Hold on, hold on. If you eat 10 or something or eat two of something, like maybe start by halving it, you know, instead of two, have one. Instead of 10, have five. Or even 10, have seven. It's like everyone thinks about going to zero and completely cutting it out, but it's like you're initially then sometimes, oh no, I think I stopped, but I've just started recording again. Damn technical issues, man. I don't know why I got cut out, so we're going to continue. So what you've got to remember is that when you're doing this, you need to not always think that it has to be this overhaul, you know? Instead of having a big bowl of cereal in the morning, maybe what you do is have half a bowl of cereal and a handful of berries. Like, it's these simple little swaps that are so simple and easy that, and this is, I think, one of the best things that we have with our clients. When our clients come to us and they're like, this seems too easy. Like, I, I swear I should be doing more. And it th- these results can't be happening because I'm not stressed. I'm not... Having a massive mm. overhaul, like it doesn't seem hard. And I'm like, exactly. Like, that is literally what your process goals are meant to be tiny bite sized chunks that you can manageably do every single day without massive effort.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, I love that you bring that up because it's, uh, so within our um, academy, we have like a week five call. So it's like a mid or just less than a mid point call. Um, and, every single one of them is always like, I'm like, right, cool. How's everything going? And it is always the same. It's, uh, yeah, it's going really, really well. Like, and they talk about their uh, results so far and they're like, but I feel like I'm doing something wrong. Mm. Like something is seriously wrong. Like what? I, I, I don't get it. And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, well,
0: seems too easy. Just so
1: it's just so easy. Yeah. And I'm like, well, cool. And, but the biggest thing is why it's because nothing has dramatically changed in their life to make it hard. Mm-hmm. It's like the client comes to us with, um, like we literally meet where the client is at and it's small incremental, incremental changes that will like
0: make the biggest difference um, rather than like Ryan said, trying to completely yeah. reinvent the wheel. And I think that's it. Like people expect when you're coming on board to something or doing it, it's just going to be an overhaul, which is why it seems so daunting because going into a weight loss journey, you're like, oh, wow, you know, I've got to suck it up. Like life's going to be pretty rubbish for the next six, eight, 12 weeks, however long I'm doing this for. And then when it's not, you're like, well, hold on, that's not the stereotypical society known dieting attempt. Like I'm meant to suck. I'm meant to be craving like mad. I'm meant to be bored. I'm not meant to be able to socialize. I'm not being to be able to eat my favorite foods, but yet I'm losing mm. weight whilst doing all of the above. How does that work? And it's like, because you're focusing on these simple things daily, you know, simple things such as, hitting your, <clears throat> you know, hitting your calorie target, getting steps in, focusing on your sleep, looking at the biggest things in your life that are going to be super simple to make a slight adjustment to, that are going to give you that return on investment.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's 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 weird,
1: isn't it, how like is as humans, we assume everything should be super hard. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah, it doesn't always have to be the case. But you've got these now. So you've got these process goals. Now these process goals, like I said, number one, like You want to think of something like it's going to be going to give you the biggest return. So a quick win, we call it like something that's going to give you the biggest return. So looking at that lowest hanging fruit. So identifying what that is for you and making that one of your process goals. So it could literally be if you don't track your calories whatsoever, it's a complete guessing game for you. Well, maybe one good process goal to start off with would to give yourself a calorie range to track for your deficit. Another process goal could be hitting, let's say, you actually only get about 2,000 steps a day in. Okay, let's look to see if we can up that to 8,000, for example. Like Ryan said, like there's loads of like, it's so individualistic here because there's going to be some nuances of uh, from person to person. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to be like going from 2,000 steps a day to 10,000. Like, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm an advocate of that, but I'm just giving you like examples. So like tracking your steps could be your second one. And then the third one could simply be like, okay, actually at the moment, you're getting on average of four hours sleep a night. Can we look to try and get more like seven, eight, nine hours sleep? So just having like three focuses like that, do you not think that if you just focused on those three processes every single day, forget everything else, forget the carbohydrates, like forget um all of this um other like falsified information that you've seen mm. before – You just focus on those three things every single day. Do you think you will be in a better or a worse position in 90 days' time, even 30 days' time? Yeah, man. Well, of course, you will be in such a better position because you are just, you are now working on three things that have currently been holding you back from getting to where you want to get to. Like, and being consistent with them really, really, really does
0: pay off. Mm. And like, keep it simple like that's why we say three things like everyone tries and like overhauls like 10 different things and i'm like dude we're and i always use analogy i'm like you just try and juggle like don't try and juggle so many things like all you need to do is juggle three basic balls done why try and juggle five, six, seven, or eight balls no one cares like literally no one cares you just need to focus on doing some simple things like maximum and we say this when we give our clients feedback every single week when we give it to them and make any adjustments recommendations changes to their programs We give a maximum three things. Like most of the time, it's one or two, because if it's not broken, don't fix it. But also, stress is one of the main kind of like drivers to overconsumption, lacking on sleep, fluctuations in the scales. You increase stress, you're increasing the adherence to their program. So you need to give them. You need to do something that's simple. That's going to be easy for you to implement. That's going to give you a great return on investment, but isn't going to cause you any additional stress or anything like that to your life. Because otherwise you're literally cutting off your nose to spite your face. And that's why you kind of struggle time and time again, I think, is because we try and do these big overhauls and it causes so much stress that then we're now not only battling with like the restrictions that we're putting on ourselves, going through the hunger, dieting, and everything like that, we're now dealing with stress. We don't have stress management tools in place. That's then impacting our emotions, impacting our choices, the way that we're going about our day, fluid retention the next day, so the scales go up. It's like you've literally just thrown gasoline on a fire when you were meant to just throw like a little piece of wood on there and it's like you now don't know what to do with it or you can't deal with it and then overwhelm just literally leads to kind of basically that's it, throwing the towel. Yeah, overwhelm is,
1: the, is 100% the absolute killer for anything, isn't it? It's, it's, it just makes, it almost makes it feel impossible to achieve. Mm. And that's that that's like the classic uh um New Year's resolution, isn't it? Where everyone's like, right, I'm gonna go to the gym. You you currently don't go to the gym at all. And you're like, I'm going to the gym five times a week. Yes. Um, I'm gonna completely eradicate sugar, alcohol, like you do all of these real unsustainable things mm. that you know is gonna leave you to stress and overwhelm because that isn't practical mm. life. Um, and then you wonder why you,
0: you mm. keep on that, that continuous diet yeah. loop. Yeah. And that's it. It's like the, the KISS methodology. Keep it stupid, simple. Like weight loss needs to be simple, because every time you've ever done anything else, think about how complicated it's been. Think about the things that you've done in the process to try and lose weight before. You've never been successful. So don't do anything similar to what you did before. You need to do stuff that is dissimilar to what you did before, because everything you were doing before was complete shambles, which is why you are in this situation that you're in now. So you want to keep it stupid simple so that then you actually have a chance to actually succeed this time rather than just keep being stuck in this like up, down, left, right. And what you got to remember is there's 365 days in a year. You are not going to hit those habits every single time. You aren't going to tick those poxes every single day. That's fine. What we're looking for is consistency. Even over the space of maybe, you know, you're looking to lose weight over the space of six months. Out of those six months... You know, say maybe, uh, what is it, 630s, so it's 180 days roughly on average. Yeah, so you got 180 days. Even if 50 of those days didn't go to plan, you didn't manage to hit your little process goals, well, that's still 130 days that you've got left. This is why when people say, you know, that's it, I'm just going to start again Monday, I'm like, why are you throwing away days? Like, what? why on a Tuesday are you throwing in the towel for Monday? You're telling me that with... Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that's five days, that's 24 hours. You're telling me with 120 hours left that you can't make any progress and you're just going to have to throw away 120 hours of your life to start again on Monday. That's stupid. Yeah, it's, it's like you, you, I've said it before in a post, like you wouldn't get a flat tyre
1: and then all of a sudden just stab all your other ties, And you're like, well, there's no point moving any further. But that's essentially what everyone does with their diet. They have one day where they over consume all mm. calories. Yeah. And then
0: they're like, I'm just going to write off the rest of the week. Like, it doesn't make sense. Nah, nah. It's, like, And that's it. Like, even if out of a week, you you three days didn't go your way. That's still four days that you've got left to make some progress. And I think a lot of the time, the progress is always focused on moving forward in the quickest and fastest way possible. It's like always focus on like, I have to drop, see weight drop on the scales. And I'm like, pull yourself away from that. Like manage your, I think that's massive as well, man. Manage your expectations because what you've got to realize is your expectations around weight loss are completely flawed. It's not going to be fast. You're not going to lose every week. You're going to have weeks when it stops just for no reason and then it continues. You're going to mess up. You're going to fail and things aren't always going to go your way. The world keeps spinning and as I always say, life happens. The whole time you expect this perfect journey, you don't manage your expectations of weight loss. It's why you keep failing because you expect it to be this perfect journey. You expect to have you know, your 12 weeks of absolute brilliantness where, you know, you uh, don't go into, don't give into your cravings. You eat so well and healthy and you exercise. And it's like, but there's no longevity to that. Like you want to fail. When you fail, it gives you chances to overcome obstacles that you're potentially going to face. And that's what it comes to is just the whole kind of longevity side of things. Like you're going to fail, you're going to make mistakes. That's fine. But take a step back, look at the bigger picture You know, it doesn't matter if you fail and you make a mistake. It's perfectly normal. It happens to all of us. What makes a difference is the times that that does happen. You get back up and you keep moving forward. And drop all these expectations, man. Like, drop all the expectations of, like, my fitness pal saying, how much do you want to lose a week, Hayden? Do you want to lose two pounds a week? Okay, here's your calorie deficit, 1,200. My fitness pal doesn't know, Jack. It doesn't know how to tell you two pounds a week. Like, no one knows how your body works. Your body doesn't just, you know, you don't just subtract oh, if you want to lose two pounds a week, we just got to subtract 700 calories from your total daily energy expenditure. No, like how do you know that works like that? It doesn't because simply put, you are not one plus one equals two. Like you are a big machine of multiple different chemical reactions that happen every single day. It's not easy as what goes in, what comes out. Macronutrient content affects it. For starters, which is then going to be part of the play the way that you're utilising the food inside yourself, where you are in your cycle, stress, but all these things have an ongoing impact indirectly to what is happening. So, yeah, you're not one plus one equals two. You're one plus one equals three, four, seven, eight, five times 2.6 squared <laughs> pi return asterisks. <laughs>
1: I don't even know if that's a number. love that. Um, so it's actually like a practical step for you. Like what you can take away with here is first of all, obviously, you know, like understand your why. So get that in place and really dial that in because I promise you, it will pull you through the tough times when motivation isn't there. Cause I tell you now it will not be there every single day. Mm -hmm. Then the second one is obviously with like, instead of looking at the outcome goal, and by the way, it's still important to have an outcome goal. It's still, it's still important to have a bigger mission and purpose of like knowing where you want to get to. Um, But it's, Uh, exponentially more important for you to have the process goals. Now, from a tracking standpoint, you can pick three goals that we just said, make it simple, have three goals. And you can even use give a little scorecard system. So we call this typically like the calendar compliance system where you have three goals, right? So your maximum score for the day is three. Your minimum score for the day is obviously zero. Now, that means over the course of a week, I'm just assuming I've got my maths right. You have a max score of 21. So you can score 21 points. And just like Ryan alluded to, let's say you didn't, you weren't perfect every single day. Let's say you actually only scored 18 at the end of the week. Mm. Well, scoring 18 is still going to move you far closer to your goal than you have ever got to before than not tracking any of this. Even by tracking, even scoring a 16 or a 17, even track, even scoring a 15, mm. literally 50% score is still going to get you closer to your goal than you have ever got to before. So instead of just keep writing every single week off, when you have one, I don't even like to call it a bad day, but you have one day where things don't go the way you planned. Mm. You can still have a really
0: successful week. Mm. Because that is literally one day, like Ryan said. Yeah, yeah. And I think this is what you are going to remember. You're not a train. You're not on a track or off a track. You're a human being. The road is going to have bumps in it. You're going to have obstacles. That's absolutely fine. You know, no one jumped on a ship that was going from the UK to America. And every time they bumped into, you know, a storm or an iceberg, they decided to turn around and come home again. You know, you've all sat in traffic. Just because you were going to be 30 minutes late to your destination... You didn't say, yes, sorry, I'm going to go home. We'll try again tomorrow. You know, you sat in the traffic. By the time you got to your destination, you didn't care. You were just happy that you got to your destination. You didn't go around telling everyone, being like, oh, you never get washed, Susan. I could have been here 30 minutes ago. You'd just be happy that you're at your destination. So remember that. You're not in a rush. It's going to take time. And you're not a train. You don't fall off track.
1: Mm, I've, I've I have had some serious road rage though before, um, with with <laughs> being stuck.
0: Yeah, I'll get Everyone
1: is knowing about it when I get to the office. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent.
0: You'll never guess what happens. Yeah. and it's always like, don't you find like when. When you're in a rush, everything is 10 times worse. You're in a rush. You can't find your keys. The door doesn't open properly. You stub your toe into the thing. When you're reversing, you knock over the bins. Everyone is slow on the road. You get stuck behind a tractor. The coffee's cold. Think about it. Like When you're in a rush, you are highly emotionally fueled. Take your time with life relax like this isn't gonna this isn't a race like it's a journey that you're gonna embark on you go into this in a rushed manner and thinking that you've got to get to your weight loss goals quickly i guarantee some of your decisions are going to be absolutely shocking and you're going to feel like the world is working against you that every chocolate bar is screaming your name and every every scale weighing is not going the way you want it to relax it's perfectly normal like stop rushing and just chill man just take a step back and chill
1: yeah, it's like just just going off on that, like what we're saying about like traffic and stuff like that. Now, obviously given like, you know, the argument is always going to be, oh, you know, you should have left five minutes earlier and stuff. But say you, you always leave at a suitable time anyway. And everyone gets so stressed. Everyone's so stressed that there's traffic and stuff and it inevitably makes you late. But you're now stressed because you're late. But why you why are you letting like your emotions take over something that is completely out of your control yeah man. like you cannot control that it's the same with the scales you cannot control what that scale number is going to mm. say so don't let that number determine your
0: whole day and how well it's going to go like it doesn't make mm. any sense whatsoever yeah. but you have like if you take into consideration all of the factors that move that number you probably have control roughly of about like 10 percent like it is so minimal because so many things can knock that all off skew so it's like mm. why you wouldn't if you wouldn't bet on something that you had a 10 percent influence on like you would 100 want to bet on something because you ain't going to put 100 grand down if you've if all you did on building a house was installed the windows would you put all your life savings on the fact that that house would stand there still for 10 years no because you're like oh i don't know like i know my windows are good because i put them in But what about the rest of the house? I don't know. You know, the toilet was like debunked. There's going to be a water flood and the whole house is going to fall down because the plumber was crap. You don't know that. So don't put all your eggs into one basket. Like just be aware that you aren't completely influential into what that number says. So don't put all of your faith and trust into it. Because also there's so many more factors that need to go into, you know, how that house was built. You only put the windows in. You didn't lay the foundations and everything like that. Mm. i hope like uh, uh, some people are probably listening to this now and you're, you're starting
1: to see a little theme along like this podcast so um when jared came on obviously you y- you heard a lot about what he was saying from like a um like a habit and behaviors point of view and like he there was probably a load of knowledge bombs in there that he was dropping where like you hadn't even thought of before. Um, because we get so so caught up in the race of getting to our goal in the quickest time possible. Like as human beings, we did want our results yesterday. Mm. Like we always yeah, right. wanted our results yesterday. And usually that does result us in doing loads of unsustainable things. But you know, just, just chill out. Enjoy it a little bit more. Like mm. th- instead of instead of like trying to get to your goal as quick as time possible, like focusing in actually enjoying the process, yeah, man. like
0: learning to love yeah. it. It's like that, like it's kind of a thing, like focus on the journey and focus on the process. When you go on holiday, instead of worrying about, and this is what I think I was alluding to earlier and then I kind of got lost on track on one of my motivational speeches. But when I was going to Bangkok, I was like, oh my God, you know, I've got to sit there for 13 hours, rah, rah. And then actually what I did is I just was like, you know what, actually, let's just enjoy the journey. I got to the airport I only go abroad probably once a year. It was an amazing experience, you know, taking it all in. We were going into the shops, talking about what exciting stuff we get to do when we're there. We had some food before and I had a pint. We then got onto the aeroplane and I was looking through the exciting um, meals that we had on options, he says kind of. We had the movies, we got snacks for the plane. It was like I was then excited about the journey that then I stopped thinking about the 13 hours and actually eventually the 13 hours just passed because I actually just enjoyed myself in the moment we had an amazing journey out there, got to watch some cool films, eat like a whole mini bag of Snickers. I had some meal, um, some decent food on the plane, and I loved the experience. Whereas if I'd have just sat there thinking, oh my god, I've got 13 hours, I don't want this, how lo- like how many times you do that and it drags? Like it drags. You're like, that was mm. the worst journey in the world. Why? Oh, it took so long. Why does take something taking long make it make it worse? It doesn't make it worse at all. Like it doesn't matter how long the journey takes. It's what you do in that moment. Enjoy the journey. You know, only certain things on the journey can make it a bad journey. The time that it takes, like that shouldn't be a governing factor on whether something's good or not. The time will pass anyway. It doesn't matter. Enjoy it, embrace it, and do the best you can in the situation. And, you know, appreciate every little bit that you got. Because every little bit of progress that you make, whether it's on the scales, whether it's measurements, whether it's just habit changes, you know, you've managed to get. Six hours sleep last night when usually you only get four. These are all positive ticks and positive pushes towards the person that you want to become. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Like, in reality, like, where
1: you are now, like, doesn't matter. But where you're going does, like as long as you can say like you're taking the right step so if like you listen to this podcast and you're actually like do you know what like I, i'm doing those steps there i'm i am actually thinking more about process goals and stuff like that like that's the things that matter the most like yeah, l- literally learn to fall like fall in love with the process and doing it and i promise you you're only going to get a much better di- uh, better uh a much better dieting experience from it rather than feeling like stressed all the time so if you're like You're armed with all this information that you know the the scale is going to fluctuate. You know that it's not going to be a quick fix program, like process. You know that your motivation is going to dwindle. Like You know that there's going to be a rocky road along the journey. But if you can just stick to your trajectory of focusing on the things that you know that you can control and the things that you can do every single day, To get you to the place where you want to get to like you are going to sleep so much better at night and i say this to all my clients i'm like because the scale weight's going to fluctuate like even your measurements will fluctuate even to a certain degree like your weekly pictures will look um will have some fluctuations because of hormonal responses and stuff but if you can literally look at your data and if you can be true to yourself and you can say like i have managed my calories i have done all of my controllables i'm controlling my controllables you can rest easy at night knowing that you've done everything in your power to get you closer to your overall outcome goal. So when things don't go in the direction, when your scale measurements do go um, in a different direction than you hoped, at least you can sit back and relax because you know you've done everything that you've, you've, um, you've told yourself you're going to do. And I promise you, like you will inevitably get to your own goal. Yeah, man. It's not a case of if, it will just be when.
0: Yes, I love that. I say all the time. It's never a case of if; it's a case of when. Like you will get there. It just takes time. As long as you don't quit, you will succeed. Yeah. If you quit, that's it. Game over. You know, yeah. as long it's as you keep going. It's literally at it the only way going. you can't win. Yeah. Is if you yeah. quit. If you quit throwing the towel, you can't win. But as long as you just like pick yourself back up and continue failing forward, you will get there. It literally is inevitable. You're not broken. Your metabolism isn't stuck. You're not in starvation mode. You know, you're you're not addicted to sugar, like. <laughs> Listen to another podcast. There is no such thing as sugar addiction for everyone listen to this. You may disagree, but science literally shows us that isn't true. Um, so yeah, kick back, relax, and enjoy the journey. Yeah, like, um, even if,
1: <laughs> so like in a worst case scenario, even if, let's say, so maintenance calories, You, you. I'm sure you all know, is like the amount of calories you can eat to maintain your weight. You're not going to lose weight. You're not going to um, gain weight. If you eat in a calorie deficit one day a week and you actually eat at maintenance, not over maintenance, but you eat at maintenance for the rest of the week, you will still lose body fat. Yes, granted, it will be at a much slower rate,
0: but you will still lose body fat eventually. Yeah. You will get there. Yeah, literally. Like you could just diet one day a week and the rest of the days be at maintenance and you slowly over time would lose weight. It would take a long time, but you'd still get there. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, don't be so harsh on yourself.
1: Boom. Um, That was kind of like the main point that I really wanted to cover today, apart from throwing you under the bus again a little bit. And um, I look at us, so we've got... (laughs) (laughs) we're on on zoom um so i can see ryan's face and i've never seen his eyes drop um and your face change when i when i say i'm going to chuck you under the bus but no mate i was just saying like and i'm pretty sure i said it on the podcast i might be wrong so all of you might not have a clue what i'm going on about but i'm pretty sure ryan announced that he was uh, i haven't seen his other dog yet basically i still haven't seen (laughs) i still haven't seen (laughs) millie on his stories (laughs) what is your issue and I'm pretty oh, what cracked me up though is on Sunday I can't remember what day it was you put up that picture of just my boy which was obviously Dexter, Dexter. and
0: <laughs> all I was like
1: all I wanted to comment was I'm, I'm pretty sure you have two dogs I do Pretty have two sure,
0: dogs, mate Mi- I've no, I, I love them both mate I love them absolutely dearly like Millie is adorable I do spoil Dexter and I always get told off by my other half because I've wanted a Husky since I was a kid. Like it's like my dream dog. I've always wanted one, but I've always been told like, never have one. Don't get one. Rah, rah, rah. So the fact that we finally got one, albeit he's half, but we finally got one. I'm, I'm so smitten with him. I do still give her attention, but probably not as much. I do need to change that because I do spoil him <laughs> a little bit, but it's also because he kind of comes in. Millie's quite needy man. And I'm not that, I'm not for that. Like I don't like like neediness, man. I'm like, come on, just like relax, chill. Whereas, because Dexter doesn't want attention, I want to give it to him. Millie does want yeah, attention, yeah. so I'm like, like you get attention, chill out, man, relax. Whereas Dexter like walks away. Like I'm not even bothered if you stroke me, and I'm like, no, oh, I want to stroke you. Come here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> does um does does
1: Rosie like? Does she is she the same for Millie? That you are for Dexter. So is it like uh, an even split?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'd say that Rosie. Yeah, she is a lot more. I'd say she's closer to to Millie. Yeah, because Millie's like the original, the original OG, as it were. And I give Dexter so much attention and stuff <laughs> that I think she feels like she has to give Millie more to even the game.
1: Yeah, sorry about that, mate. I just that's I had so right. No, nice.
0: sorry, we'll- out of the bus. We'll see what happens uh, for the, the, the next week podcast. If yeah, I God, bring up again, I'm bringing in some serious... Nah, mate. Right, I'm going to post Millie every single day. You heard it here. <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> like, what about it? <laughs> it's going down. No.
1: no. We'll write that down. I also... Um... <sighs> for goodness sake, what else? No, I was... So, I was... The other day, I was looking for... So, I save a lot of things into my notes. Yeah. And I was looking through um, for something that I saved... Um, and I've <laughs> I've got a quote from 2007. So I wrote this down in 2019th of June 2017 at 5:59. So it was obviously the summer of 2015. In quotation marks, and at the end it says Ryan Smith. Man, I'm going through a spell at the moment where I can't stop watching old people.
0: <laughs> oh mate I don't know why I said, mate, mate I would love to I don't know about you guys listening but I, and you Hayden like I said this the other day I was like I would love to sit down and like pick a really old person's brain and just ask like I would love to do a trip yeah, like I, would. Mate, I, I think we should do it like start up a podcast and just like get old people on it and be like what we want to do is with each person is give us your best life advice Because, man, I hear some, like, old people give out such solid, like, advice on, like, whether it's relationships, friendships, all these different things. Because they've lived for so long, man, and they have so much life experience and so much value to give that, like, you talk to old people. Old people are so interesting. Like, you could talk about anything and they've been there, they've experienced it, they've done it, and they give you such a different turn on, like, I suppose what would be a normal answer for us nowadays and I think that's it's fascinating, so, absolutely fascinating. Yeah, I, I'm exactly the same. And not necessarily, like, it doesn't have to be, like,
1: ridiculously old person or anything like that, but I just love listening to, like, how things have changed over time. Mm. And I remember being in the, uh, in the pub pre-COVID um, season, and um, the, this, uh, this dude at the bar was t- talking to me about, he was like, oh, you probably won't remember this, but he was like, we used to have to rent TVs like you didn't go and buy a TV, you'd rent a TV. And like, it's just, uh, I, I then started asking more questions and then we started going through like, like, can you remember when you, like the only way to speak to someone and obviously like you and I will be able to remember this is where you could only call their house phone. Mm-hmm. But my nan would answer the house phone by the number that someone has just called her on.
0: Yeah. So, see, see, <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> so and like, I'm thinking about now, I'm like, why? Yeah, like, so they, they'd say, so like they'd say like my old house number uh, for the home phone it's not my house number if any of you try and call it you'll just get through to someone else so yeah, my, like they'd answer it like my mom would be like eight uh, six five two nine five, 865 295 and i'm like yeah what like what the yeah. hell is that and i remember i know i've just called yeah. it yeah i'm like <laughs> like what did you expect um and do you remember the um back in the day like when you first you, i remember this back in the day when i was like i don't know probably like 15 or something and maybe even 14, 14, 15. And I used to go with a girlfriend and we used to go to blockbusters and rent films to watch. Mm. Oh, mate, those are days. The amount of times I got fine though because I always took it back late. I was like, damn it. I heard the other
1: day that, um, it was on another podcast that I was listening to, that blockbusters actually turned down the opportunity to have a platform like Netflix before Netflix was ever. But blockbusters were so stubborn in their own ways that they didn't, didn't see the
0: future going online that they turned Mistake. it down. Mistake. There's only yeah. like, I, mean, I saw the thing the other day of like in 2009, like how many stores they had and then how many stores they have. Now they've got like one store. Like all of them have I just didn't closed even know. Though, I thought it we was completely. Yeah, mate. Well, it might, they might even be bust by now, but who rents? Yeah, so. Like you just got online. You ain't going to go to a store, rent it, take it out and take it back. It's old school. Mm. Man. Man. Would... Man. Madness. Well, team, it's been an absolute pleasure. Never a <laughs> chore. As per usual. Um, And we will see you guys in the next episode. Yeah, let's uh, let's wrap this party up. All right, right, team. See you in a bit. Bye-bye.